Book Two of Laws by Plato, translated by Benjamin Jowett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Book Two. Athenian Stranger. And now we have to consider whether the insight into human nature is the only advantage derived from well-ordered potations, or whether there are not other advantages greater and more to be desired still. There are, as the argument seems to imply, but how, and in what way, these are to be attained, will have to be considered attentively, or we may be entangled in an error. Cleinias proceed athenian stranger let me once more recall our doctrine of right education which if i am not mistaken depends on the due regulation of convivial intercourse cleinias that is a great assumption athenian stranger i maintain that pleasure and pain are the first perceptions of children and that these are the forms under which virtue and vice are originally present to them as to wisdom and true and fixed opinions happy is the man who acquires them when declining in years and he who possesses them and the blessings which are contained in them is a perfect man now i mean by education that training which is given by suitable habits to the first instincts of virtue in children when pleasure and friendship and pain and hatred are rightly implanted in souls not yet capable of understanding the nature of them and who find them after they have attained reason to be in harmony with her this harmony of the soul when perfected is virtue but the particular training in respect of pleasure and pain which leads you always to hate what you ought to hate and love what you ought to love from the beginning to the end may be separated off and in my view will be rightly called education cleinias i think stranger that you are quite right in all that you have said and are saying about education athenian stranger i am glad to hear you say that for indeed the true discipline of pleasure and pain which when rightly ordered is a principle of education has been often relaxed and corrupted in human life and the gods pitying the toils which our race is born to undergo have appointed holy festivals in which men alternate rest with labour and have given them the muses and apollo the leader of the muses and dionysus as the partners in their revels that they may improve what education they have at the festivals of the gods and by their aid i should like to know whether a common saying is true to nature or not for what men say is that the young of all creatures cannot be quiet in their bodies or in their voices they are always wanting to move and cry out at one time leaping and skipping and overflowing with sportiveness and delight at something and then again uttering all sorts of cries 
but whereas other animals have no perception of order or disorder in their movements that is of rhythm or harmony as they are called to us the gods who as we say have been appointed to be our partners in the dance have given the pleasurable sense of harmony and rhythm and by this they stir us into life and we follow them and join hands with one another in dances and songs and these they call choruses which is a term naturally expressive of cheerfulness shall we begin then with the acknowledgment that education is first given through apollo and the muses what do you say to that cleinias i assent athenian stranger and the uneducated is he who has not been trained in the chorus and the educated is he who has been well trained cleinias certainly athenian stranger and the chorus is made up of two parts dance and song cleinias true athenian stranger then he who is well educated will be able to sing and dance well cleinias i suppose that he will athenian stranger let us see what is this that we are saying cleinias what are we saying athenian stranger he sings well and dances well now must we add that he sings what is good and dances what is good shall we make that addition cleinias let us add that athenian stranger well and if he supposes the good to be good and the bad to be bad and makes use of them accordingly what then shall we regard him as better trained in dancing and music who is able to move his body and to use his voice in what is understood to be the right manner but has no delight in good or hatred of evil or is he the better who is incorrect in gesture and voice but is right in his sense of pleasure and pain and welcomes what is good and is offended at what is evil cleinias there is a great difference stranger in the education of the tomb athenian stranger if we know what is good in song and dance then we know also who is rightly educated and who is uneducated but if we do not know this then we certainly shall not know wherein lies the safeguard of education and whether there is any or not cleinias true athenian stranger let us follow the scent like hounds and go in pursuit of beauty of figure and melody and song and dance if these escape us there will be no use in talking about true education whether hellenic or barbarian cleinias yes athenian stranger and what is beauty of figure or beautiful melody when a manly soul is in trouble and when a cowardly soul is in like case are they likely to use the same figures and gestures or to give utterance to the same sounds cleinias how can they when the very colours of their faces differ athenian stranger good my friend i may observe however in passing 
that in music there certainly are figures and there are melodies and music is concerned with harmony and rhythm so that you may speak of a melody or figure having rhythm or harmony the term is correct enough but you cannot speak correctly as the masters of choruses have a way of talking metaphorically of the colour of a melody or figure although you can speak of the melodies or figures of the brave and the coward praising the one and censuring the other and not to be tedious the figures and melodies which are expressive of virtue of soul or body or of images of virtue are without exception good and those which are expressive of vice are the reverse of good cleinias you are right in calling upon us to make that division athenian stranger but are all of us equally delighted with every sort of dance cleinias far otherwise athenian stranger and what then is the cause of error or division among us are beautiful things not the same to us all or are they the same in themselves but not in our opinion of them for no one will admit that forms of vice in the dance are more beautiful than forms of virtue or that he himself delights in the forms of vice and others in a muse of another character and yet most persons say that the excellence of music is to give pleasure to our souls but this is intolerable and blasphemous there is however a more plausible account of the delusion cleinias what is that athenian stranger there is a way of making our likes and dislikes the criterion of excellence choric movements are imitations of manners occurring in various actions chances characters each particular is imitated and those to whom the words or songs or dances are suited either by nature or habit or both cannot help feeling pleasure in them and applauding them and calling them beautiful but those whose natures or ways or habits are unsuited to them cannot delight in them or applaud them and they call them base there are others again whose natures are right and their habits wrong or whose habits are right and their natures wrong and they praise one thing but are pleased at another for they say that certain things are pleasant but not good and in the presence of those whom they think wise they are ashamed of dancing and singing in that fashion or of deliberately lending their countenance to such proceedings and yet they have a secret pleasure in them cleinias very true athenian stranger and is any harm done to the lover of vicious dances or songs or any good done to the approver of the opposite sort of pleasure cleinias i think that there is athenian stranger i think is not the word but i would say rather that i am certain must they not have the same effect as when a man is in evil company whom he likes and approves rather than dislikes 
and only censures them playfully as if he had a suspicion of his own badness in that case he who takes pleasure in them will surely become like those in whom he takes pleasure even though he be ashamed to praise them and what greater good or evil can any destiny ever make us undergo cleinias i know of none athenian stranger then in a city which has or in future ages is to have good laws and having regard to the instruction and amusement which the muses give can we suppose that the poets are to be allowed to teach in the dance anything which the poet himself likes in the way of rhythm or melody or words to the children and youth of well-conditioned parents is he to train his choruses as he pleases without reference to virtue or vice cleinias that is surely quite unreasonable and is not to be thought of athenian stranger and yet he may do this in almost any state with the exception of egypt cleinias and how is this sort of thing regulated in egypt athenian stranger you will wonder when i tell you long ago they appear to have recognized the very principle of which we are now speaking that their young citizens must be habituated to forms and strains of virtue these they fixed and exhibited the patterns of them in their temples and no painter or artist is allowed to innovate upon them or to leave the traditional forms and invent new ones to this day no alteration is allowed either in these arts or in music at all and you will find that their works of art are painted or moulded in the same forms which they had ten thousand years ago this is literally true and no exaggeration their ancient paintings and sculptures are not a whit better or worse than the work of to-day but are made with just the same skill cleinias how extraordinary athenian stranger i should rather say how wise and worthy of a great legislator i know that other things in egypt are not so good but this which i am telling you about music is true and deserving of consideration because showing that a lawgiver may with perfect confidence institute melodies having a natural truth and correctness this however must be the work of god or of a divine person in egypt they have a tradition that their ancient chants are the composition of the goddess isis and therefore as i was saying if a person could only find in any way the natural melodies he might confidently embody them in a legal and fixed order for the love of novelty which arises out of pleasure in the new and weariness of the old has not strength enough to vitiate the consecrated form of the song and dance under the plea that they have become antiquated at any rate in egypt the very reverse appears to be the case cleinias that seems to be satisfactorily proved by your statement athenian stranger may not the true use of music and choral festivities be described as follows 
we rejoice when we think that we prosper and again we think that we prosper when we rejoice cleinias exactly athenian stranger and when this is the case we are unable to be still cleinias true athenian stranger our young men break forth into dancing and singing and we who are their elders deem that we are fulfilling our part in life when we look on at them having lost the agility of youth we delight in their sports and merry-making because we love to think of our former selves and gladly institute contests for those who are able to awaken in us the memory of what we once were cleinias very true athenian stranger people say that we ought to regard him as the wisest of men and the winner of the palm who gives us the greatest amount of pleasure and mirth for when mirth is to be the order of the day he ought to be honoured most and as i was saying bear the palm who gives most mirth to the greatest number now i want to know whether this is a true way of speaking or of acting cleinias possibly athenian stranger but my dear friend let us distinguish between different cases and not be hasty in forming a judgment one way of considering the question will be to imagine a festival at which there are entertainments of all sorts including gymnastic musical or equestrian contests the citizens are assembled and proclamation is made that any one who likes may enter the lists and that he is to bear the palm who gives the most pleasure to the spectators there is to be no regulation about the manner how but he who is most successful in giving pleasure is to be crowned victor and is deemed to be the pleasantest of the candidates what is likely to be the result of such a proclamation cleinias in what respect athenian stranger there would be various exhibitions the homeric bard would exhibit a rhapsody another a performance on the lute one would have a tragedy and another a comedy nor would there be anything astonishing in some one imagining that he could gain the prize by exhibiting a puppet-show suppose these competitors to meet and not these only but innumerable others as well can you tell me who ought to be the victor cleinias i do not see how i can answer that until i have myself heard the several competitors the question is absurd athenian stranger well then shall i answer the question which you declare to be absurd cleinias by all means athenian stranger if very small children are to determine the question they will decide for the puppet show cleinias of course athenian stranger the older children will be advocates of comedy educated women and young men and people in general will favour tragedy cleinias very likely athenian stranger and i believe that we old men would have the greatest pleasure in hearing a rhapsodist recite well the iliad and odyssey or one of the hesiodic poems now who would really be the conqueror 
that is the question cleinias yes athenian stranger clearly you and i will be compelled to reply that the old men are right their way of thinking is far better than any other which now prevails in the world cleinias certainly athenian stranger thus far i too should agree with the many that the excellence of music is to be measured by pleasure but the pleasure must not be that of chance persons the fairest music is that which delights the best and best educated and especially that which delights the one man who is pre-eminent in virtue and education and therefore the judges will require virtue they must possess wisdom and also courage for the true judge ought not to learn from the theatre nor ought he to be panic-stricken at the clamour of the many and his own incapacity nor again knowing the truth ought he through cowardice and unmanliness carelessly to deliver a false judgment out of the very same lips which have just appealed to the gods before he judged he is sitting not as the disciple of the theatre but in his proper place as their instructor and he ought to be the enemy of all pandering to the pleasure of the spectators the ancient and common custom of hellas which still prevails in italy and sicily did certainly leave the judgment to the body of spectators who determined the victor by the show of hands yet this custom has been the destruction of the poets for they now compose with a view to please the bad taste of their judges and the result is that the spectators instruct themselves which has been the ruin of the theatre when they ought to be hearing of characters of a higher stamp than their own and receiving a higher pleasure they are affected in an entirely opposite manner now what is the inference to be deduced from all this shall i tell you cleinias what athenian stranger the inference at which we arrive for the third or fourth time is that education is the constraining and directing of youth towards that right reason which the law affirms and which the experience of the best of our elders has agreed to be truly right in order then that the soul of the child may not be habituated to feel joy and sorrow in a manner at variance with the law and those who obey the law but may rather follow the law and rejoice and sorrow at the same things as the aged in order i see to produce this effect songs appear to have been invented which are really charms and are designed to implant that harmony of which we speak and because the mind of the child is incapable of enduring serious training they are called plays or songs and are performed in play just as when men are sick and ailing in their bodies their attendants give them wholesome diet in pleasant meats and drinks but unwholesome diet in disagreeable things in order that they may learn to like the one as they ought and to dislike the other and in like manner the true legislator will persuade and if he cannot persuade will compel the poet to express as he ought 
by fair and noble words in his rhythms the figures and in his melodies the music of temperate and brave and in every way good men cleinias and do you really imagine stranger that this is the way in which poets generally compose in states at the present day as far as i can observe there is nothing of the sort except among us and the lacedaemonians as you now tell me in other places novelties are always being introduced in dancing and in music generally not under the authority of any law but at the instigation of lawless pleasure and these pleasures are so far from being the same as you describe the egyptian to be or having the same principles that they are never the same athenian stranger most true cleinias and i dare say that i may have expressed myself obscurely and so led you to imagine that i was speaking of the state of things which exists at present whereas i was saying what i wished about music and hence there occurred a misapprehension on your part for when evils are irremediable and excessive the task of censuring them is never pleasant although at times necessary but as we do not really differ will you let me ask you whether you maintain that such institutions are more prevalent among you and the cretans than among the other hellenes cleinias certainly they are athenian stranger and if they were extended to the other hellenes would that be an improvement cleinias there would be a very great improvement if the customs which prevailed among them were such as prevail among us and the lacedaemonians and such as you were just now saying ought to prevail athenian stranger let us see whether we understand one another are not the principles of education and music which prevail among you as follows you compel your poets to say that the good man if he be temperate and just is fortunate and happy and this whether he be great and strong or small and weak and whether he be rich or poor and that on the other hand if he have a wealth passing that of Cinirus or Midas, and be unjust, he is miserable and lives in pain. As the poet says, and truly, I sing not, I care not, about him who accomplishes all the noble things of which he speaks. Not having justice, let him be just who draws near and smites his enemies. But if he be an unjust man, I would not have him look calmly upon bloody death nor surpass in swiftness the thracian boreas and let no other thing that is called good ever be his for the goods of which the many speak are not really good first in the catalogue is placed health beauty next wealth third and then innumerable others as for example to have a quick sight or hearing and in general clear perceptions or again to be a tyrant and do as you like and the final consummation of happiness is to have acquired all these things and as soon as you are possessed of them to be immortal 
but you and i say that while to the just and holy all these things are the best of possessions to the unjust they are the greatest of evils including even health for in truth sight and hearing and perception and to live at all having all the goods which i have mentioned without justice and virtue is the greatest of evils if life be immortal but not so great if the bad man lives a very short time these are the truths of which you must persuade your poets or if they will not be persuaded must compel them to sing with suitable accompaniments of harmony and rhythm and in these they must train up your youth am i not right for i plainly declare that evils as they are termed are goods to the unjust and only evils to the just and that goods are truly good to the good but evil to the evil then let me ask again are you and i agreed about this cleinias i think that in some things we agree in others not athenian stranger when a man has health and wealth and a tyranny which lasts and adds to all this surpassing strength and courage and immortality and has none of the so-called evils which counterbalance these goods but only the injustice and insolence of his own nature i can scarcely make you believe that such a one is miserable rather than happy cleinias very true athenian stranger and what more shall i say suppose that he be valiant and strong and fair and rich and does throughout his whole life whatever he likes still if he be injurious and insolent must he not lead a base life you will surely grant that he must cleinias certainly athenian stranger and an evil life too cleinias i am not equally disposed to grant that athenian stranger will he not live painfully and to his own disadvantage cleinias how can i possibly admit that athenian stranger how in reply i can only pray that heaven would give us the spirit of agreement and not of disagreement for to me dear cleinias the truth of what i am saying is plainer than the fact that crete is an island and if i were a lawgiver i would try to make the poets and all the citizens speak in this strain and i would inflict very heavy penalties on any one in all the land who should dare to say that there are bad men who lead pleasant lives or that the profitable and gainful is one thing and the just another and there are many other matters about which i should make my citizens speak in another strain from the cretans and lacedaemonians of this age and i may say indeed from the world in general for tell me i entreat you o best of men by zeus and apollo if i were to ask these very gods who were your legislators is not the most just life also the pleasantest or are there two lives one of which is the juster and the other the pleasanter 
and they say that there are two then i would further ask them that would be the right way of pursuing the inquiry which are the happier those who lead the justest or those who lead the pleasantest life if they were to reply those who lead the pleasantest life that would be a very strange answer which i should not like to put into the mouth of god the words will come with more propriety from the lips of fathers and legislators and therefore i will repeat my former questions to one of them and suppose him to say again that he who leads the pleasantest life is the happiest and to that i rejoin o my father did you not wish me to live as happily as possible and yet you also never cease telling me that i should live as justly as possible now here the legislator or father will be in a strange position and will in vain endeavour to be consistent with himself but if he were to declare that the justest life is also the happiest every one hearing him would inquire if i am not mistaken what is that good and noble principle in life which the law approves and which is superior to pleasure and pain for what good can the just man have which is separated from pleasure shall we say that glory and fame coming from gods and men is good and noble but unpleasant and infamy the contrary of this certainly not sweet legislator or shall we say that the not doing and not suffering of wrong is unpleasant but good and honourable and that the contrary is pleasant but evil and base cleinias impossible athenian stranger the view which identifies the pleasant and the just and the good and the noble has an excellent moral and religious tendency and the opposite view is most at variance with the designs of the legislator and in his opinion infamous for no one if he can help will be persuaded to do that which gives him more pain than pleasure but as distant prospects are apt to make the world spin round us especially in childhood the legislator will try to purge away the darkness and exhibit the truth he will persuade the citizens in some way or other by customs and praises and words that just and unjust are opposed to one another as shadow and light and that seen from the point of view of a man's own evil and injustice the unjust appears pleasant and the just unpleasant but that seen from the point of view of the just the very opposite is the appearance which they wear cleinias true athenian stranger and which may be supposed to be the truer judgment that of the inferior or of the better soul cleinias surely that of the better soul athenian stranger then the unjust life must not only be more base and depraved but also more unpleasant than the just and holy life cleinias that seems to be implied in the present argument athenian stranger and even supposing this were otherwise and not as the argument has proven still the lawgiver who is worth anything if he ever ventures to tell a lie to the young for their good could not invent a more useful lie than this 
or one which will have a better effect in making them do what is right not on compulsion but voluntarily cleinias truth stranger is a noble thing and a lasting but a thing of which men are hard to be persuaded athenian stranger and yet the story of the sidonian cadmus which is so improbable has been readily believed and also innumerable other tales cleinias what is that story athenian stranger the story of armed men springing up after the sowing of teeth that the legislator may take as a proof that he can persuade the minds of the young of anything so that he has only to reflect and find out what belief will be of the greatest public advantage and then use all his efforts to make the whole community utter one and the same word in their songs and tales and discourses all their life long but if you do not agree with me there is no reason why you should not argue on the other side cleinias i do not see that any argument can fairly be raised by either of us against what you are now saying athenian stranger the next suggestion which i have to offer is that all our three choruses shall sing to the young and tender souls of children reciting in their strains all the noble thoughts of which we have already spoken or are about to speak and the sum of them shall be that the life which is by the gods deemed to be the happiest is the holiest we shall affirm this to be a most certain truth and the minds of our young disciples will be more likely to receive these words of ours than any others which we might address to them cleinias i assent to what you say athenian stranger first will enter in their natural order the sacred choir composed of children which is to sing lustily the heaven-taught law to the whole city next will follow the choir of young men under the age of thirty who will call upon the god Pian to be the witness of their words and will pray him to be gracious to the youth and to turn their hearts thirdly the choir of elder men who are from thirty to sixty years of age will also sing there remain those who are too old to sing and they will tell stories illustrating the same virtues as with the voice of an oracle cleinias who are those who compose the third choir stranger for i do not clearly understand whom you mean athenian stranger and yet almost all that i have been saying has been said with a view to them cleinias will you try to be a little plainer athenian stranger i was speaking at the commencement of our discourse as you will remember of the fiery nature of young creatures i said that they were unable to keep quiet either in limb or voice and that they called out and jumped about in a disorderly manner and that no other animal attained to any perception of order but man only now the order of motion is called rhythm and the order of the voice in which high and low are duly mingled is called harmony and both together are termed choric song and i said that the gods had pity on us and gave us apollo and the muses to be our playfellows and leaders in the dance and dionysus 
as i dare say that you will remember was the third cleinias i quite remember athenian stranger thus far i have spoken of the chorus of apollo and the muses and i have still to speak of the remaining chorus which is that of dionysus cleinias how is that arranged there is something strange at any rate on first hearing in a dionysiac chorus of old men if you really mean that those who are above thirty and maybe fifty or from fifty to sixty years of age are to form a dance in his honour athenian stranger that is quite true and i think with you that some explanation is required of the reasonableness of this proposal cleinias certainly athenian stranger are we agreed thus far cleinias about what athenian stranger that every man and boy slave and free both sexes and the whole city should never cease charming themselves with the strains of which we have spoken and that there should be every sort of change and variation of them in order to take away the effect of sameness so that the singers may always receive pleasure from their hymns and may never weary of them cleinias who will not agree to this athenian stranger where then will that best part of our city which by reason of age and intelligence has the greatest influence sing these fairest of strains and thus do the greatest good shall we be so foolish as to let them off who would give us the most beautiful and also the most useful of songs cleinias but we cannot let them off that is already implied athenian stranger then how can our purpose be suitably accomplished let us see cleinias how athenian stranger when a man is advancing in years he no longer likes to sing he has no pleasure in his own performances and if compulsion is used he will be more and more ashamed the older and more discreet he grows is not this true cleinias very true athenian stranger well and will he not be yet more ashamed if he has to stand up and sing in the theatre to a mixed audience and if he is required to do this like the other choirs who contend for prizes and have been trained under a singing-master when he is thirty and hungry he will certainly have a feeling of shame and discomfort which will make him very unwilling to exhibit cleinias that cannot be doubted athenian stranger how then shall we reassure him and get him to sing shall we begin by enacting that boys shall not taste wine at all until they are eighteen years of age we will tell them that fire must not be poured upon fire whether in the body or in the soul until they begin to go to labour this is a precaution against the excitableness of youth afterwards they may taste wine in moderation up to the age of thirty but while a man is young he should abstain altogether from intoxication and excess of wine when at length he has reached forty years and is feasted at public banquets he may invite not only the other gods but dionysus above all to the mystery and festivity of the elder men 
making use of the wine which he has given them to be the cure of the sourness of old age that in age we may renew our youth and forget our sorrows and also in order that the nature of the soul like iron melted in the fire may become softer and more impressible in the first place will not any whose heart is warm within him be more ready and less ashamed to sing i do not say before a large audience but before a moderate number nor among strangers but among his familiars and as we have often said charm himself in song cleinias he will be far more ready athenian stranger there will be no impropriety in using such a method of persuading them to join in song cleinias none at all athenian stranger and what strain will they sing and what muse will they hymn the strain should clearly be one suitable to them cleinias certainly athenian stranger and what strain is suitable for heroes shall they sing a choric strain cleinias truly stranger we of crete and lacedaemon know no strain other than that which we have learnt and been accustomed to sing in our chorus athenian stranger i dare say for you have never acquired the knowledge of the most beautiful sort of song in your military way of life which is modelled after the camp and is not like that of dwellers in cities and you have your young men herding and feeding together like young colts no one takes his own individual colt and drags him away from his fellows against his will raging and foaming and gives him a groom for him alone and trains and rubs him down privately and gives him the qualities in education which will make him not only a good soldier but also a governor of a state and of cities such a one as we were saying at first would be a greater warrior than him of whom tertius sings and he would honour courage everywhere but always as the fourth and not as the first part of virtue either in individuals or states cleinias once more stranger i must complain that you depreciate our lawgivers athenian stranger not intentionally if at all my good friend but whither the argument leads thither let us follow for if there be indeed some strain of song more beautiful than that of the choruses or the public theatres i should like to impart it to those who as we say are ashamed of any ordinary strain and want to have the best cleinias certainly athenian stranger in all things which have an accompanying charm either this very charm is the chief part of their good or secondly there is some truth or thirdly profit in them for example i should say that there is a charm which accompanies eating and drinking and the use of food in general and this we call pleasure but that which we term the rightness and utility of the things served up to us or more precisely their healthful quality is also their highest rectitude cleinias very true athenian stranger thus too i should say that learning 
has a certain accompanying charm which is the pleasure and that the right and the profitable the good and the noble are qualities given by the truth cleinias exactly athenian stranger and so in the imitative arts which make likenesses if they succeed in this and are accompanied by pleasure may not their works be said to have a charm cleinias yes athenian stranger but equal proportions whether of quality or quantity and not pleasure speaking generally would give them truth or rightness cleinias yes athenian stranger then that only can be rightly judged by the standard of pleasure which makes or furnishes no utility or truth or similarity nor on the other hand is productive of any hurtful quality but exists solely for the sake of the accompanying charm and the term pleasure is most appropriately used when these other qualities are absent cleinias you are speaking of harmless pleasure are you not athenian stranger yes and this i term amusement when doing neither harm nor good in any degree worth speaking of cleinias very true athenian stranger then upon these principles we must assert that imitation is not to be judged of by pleasure and false opinion and this is true also of equality for the equal is not equal or the symmetrical symmetrical because somebody thinks or likes something but they are to be judged of by the standard of truth and by no other whatever cleinias quite true athenian stranger do we not regard all music as representative and imitative cleinias certainly athenian stranger then when any one says that music is to be judged of by pleasure this cannot be admitted and if there be any music of which pleasure is the criterion such music is not to be sought out or deemed to have any real excellence but only that other kind of music which is an imitation of the good cleinias very true athenian stranger and those who seek for the best kind of song and music ought not to seek for that which is pleasant but for that which is true and the truth of imitation consists as we were saying in rendering the thing imitated according to quantity and quality cleinias certainly athenian stranger and every one will admit that musical compositions are all imitative and representative will not poets and spectators and actors all agree in this cleinias they will athenian stranger surely then he who would judge correctly must know what each composition is for if he does not know what is the character and meaning of the piece and what it represents he will never discern whether the intention is true or false cleinias certainly not athenian stranger and will he who does not know what is true be able to distinguish what is good and bad i am not very clear and perhaps you will understand me better if i put the matter in another way cleinias how is that athenian stranger 
There are ten thousand likenesses of objects of sight? Cleinias. Yes. Athenian stranger. And can he who does not know what the exact object is which is imitated ever know whether the resemblance is truthfully executed? I mean, for example, whether a statue has the proportions of a body and the true situation of the parts, what those proportions are and how the parts fit into one another in due order, also their colours and conformations, or whether this is all confused in the execution. Do you think that anyone can know about this who does not know what the animal is which has been imitated? Cleinias, impossible. Athenian stranger, but even if we know that the thing pictured or sculptured is a man, who has received at the hand of the artist all his proper parts and figures and colours, must we not also know whether the work is beautiful or in any respect deficient in beauty? Cleinias, if this were not required, stranger, we should all of us be judges of beauty. Athenian stranger, very true and may we not say that in everything imitated whether in drawing music or any other art he who is to be a competent judge must possess three things he must know in the first place of what the imitation is secondly he must know that it is true and thirdly that it has been well executed in words and melodies and rhythms cleinias certainly athenian stranger then let us not faint in discussing the peculiar difficulty of music. Music is more celebrated than any other kind of imitation, and therefore requires the greatest care of them all. For if a man makes a mistake here, he may do himself the greatest injury by welcoming evil dispositions, and the mistake may be very difficult to discern, because the poets are artists very inferior in character to the muses themselves, who would never fall into the monstrous error of assigning to the words of men the gestures and songs of women, nor combine the melodies and gestures of free men with the rhythms of slaves and men of the baser sort, or, beginning with the rhythms and gestures of free men, assign to them a melody or words which are of an opposite character, nor would they mix up the voices and sounds of animals and of men and instruments and every other sort of noise as if they were all one but human poets are fond of introducing this sort of inconsistent mixture and thus make themselves ridiculous in the eyes of those who as orpheus says have attained maturity in their pleasures the experienced see all this confusion and yet the poets go on and make still further havoc by separating the rhythm and the figure of the dance from the melody setting words to metre without music and also separating the melody and rhythm from the words using the lyre or the flute alone for when there are no words it is very difficult to recognize the meaning of the harmony and rhythm or to see that any worthy object is imitated by them and we must acknowledge that all this sort of thing which aims only at swiftness and smoothness and a brutish noise and uses the flute and the lyre not as the mere accompaniments of the dance and song 
is exceedingly rude and coarse the use of either when unaccompanied by the others leads to every sort of irregularity and trickery this is all true enough but we are considering not how our choristers who are from thirty to fifty years of age and may be over fifty are not to use the muses but how they are to use them and the considerations which we have urged seem to show in what way these fifty years old choristers who are to sing may be expected to be better trained for they need to have a quick perception and knowledge of harmonies and rhythms otherwise how will they ever know which melodies would be rightly sung to the dorian mode or to the rhythm which the poet has assigned to them cleinias clearly they cannot athenian stranger the common people are ridiculous in imagining that they know what is in proper harmony and rhythm and what is not when they can only be made to sing and step in rhythm by sheer force they never consider that they do not know what they are about now every melody is right when suitably accompanied and wrong when unsuitably cleinias that is most certain athenian stranger but can a man who does not know a thing as we were saying know that the thing is right cleinias impossible athenian stranger then now as would appear we are making the discovery that our newly appointed choristers whom we hereby invite and in a manner compel to sing but of their own free will must be educated to such an extent as to be able to follow the steps of rhythm and the notes of song that they may know the harmonies and rhythms and be able to select what are suitable for men of their age and character to sing and may sing them and from this receive innocent pleasure themselves and also lead younger men to receive with dutiful delight good dispositions having such training they will attain a more accurate knowledge than falls to the lot of the common people or even of the poets themselves for the poet need not know the third point namely whether the imitation is good or not though he can hardly help knowing the laws of melody and rhythm but the aged chorus must know all the three that they may choose the best and that which is nearest to the best for otherwise they will never be able to charm the souls of young men in the way of virtue and now the original design of the argument which was intended to bring eloquent aid to the chorus of dionysus has been accomplished to the best of our ability and let us see whether we were right i should imagine that a drinking assembly is likely to become more and more tumultuous as the drinking goes on this as we were saying at first will certainly be the case cleinias certainly athenian stranger every man has a more than natural elevation his heart is glad within him and he will say anything and will be restrained by nobody at such a time he fancies that he is able to rule over himself and all mankind cleinias quite true athenian stranger were we not saying that on such occasions the souls of the drinkers become like iron heated in the fire 
and grow softer and younger and are easily fashioned by him who knows how to educate and fashion them just as when they were young and that this fashioner of them is the same who prescribed for them in the days of their youth namely the good legislator and that he ought to enact laws of the banquet which when a man is confident bold and impudent and unwilling to wait his turn of silence and speech and drinking and music will change his character into the opposite such laws as will infuse into him a just and noble fear which will take up arms at the approach of insolence being that divine fear which we have called reverence and shame cleinias true athenian stranger and the calm and sober generals of others who are not sober are the guardians of these laws and fellow-workers with them and without their help there is greater difficulty in fighting against drink than in fighting against enemies when the commander of an army is not himself calm and he who is unwilling to obey them and the commanders of dionysiac feasts who are more than sixty years of age shall suffer a disgrace as great as he who disobeys military leaders or even greater cleinias right athenian stranger if then drinking and amusement were regulated in this way would not the companions of our revels be improved they would part better friends than they were and not as now enemies their whole intercourse would be regulated by law and the sober would be the leaders of those who are not sober cleinias i think so too if drinking were regulated as you propose athenian stranger let us not then simply censure the gift of dionysus as bad and unfit to be received into the state for wine has many excellences and one pre-eminent one about which there is a difficulty in speaking to the many from a fear of their misconceiving and misunderstanding what is said cleinias what is that athenian stranger there is a tradition or story which has somehow gone about the world that dionysus was robbed of his wits by his stepmother hera and that in revenge for this he inspires bacchic furies and dancing madnesses in others for which reason he gave men wine such traditions concerning the gods i leave to those who think that they may be safely uttered but this i know that no animal is born having that degree or kind of intelligence which he is destined to have in maturity and in the intermediate period in which he has not yet acquired his own proper sense he rages and roars without rhyme or reason and when he has once got on his legs he jumps about without rhyme or reason and this as you will remember has been already said by us to be the origin of music and gymnastic cleinias to be sure i remember athenian stranger and did we not say that the sense of harmony and rhythm sprang from this beginning among men and that among the gods apollo and the muses and dionysus were the gods whom we had to thank for them cleinias certainly athenian stranger 
the other story implied that wine was given man out of revenge and in order to make him mad but our present doctrine on the contrary is that wine was given him as a balm and in order to implant modesty in the soul and health and strength in the body cleinias that stranger is exactly what was said athenian stranger then half the subject may now be considered to have been discussed shall we proceed to the consideration of the other half or leave that cleinias what is the other half and how do you divide the subject athenian stranger the whole choral art is also in our view the whole of education and of this art rhythms and harmonies having to do with the voice form a part cleinias yes athenian stranger and the movement of the body and the movement of the voice have a common form which is rhythm but they differ in that the one is gesture and the other song cleinias most true athenian stranger and the sound of the voice which reaches and educates the soul we have ventured to term music cleinias true athenian stranger and the movement of the body which when regarded as an amusement we termed dancing when pursued with a view to the improvement of the body according to rules of art may be called gymnastic cleinias quite true athenian stranger music which was one half of the choral art may again be said to have been completely discussed shall we proceed to the other half or not what would you like cleinias my good friend when you are talking with a cretan and lacedaemonian and we have discussed music and not gymnastic what answer are either of us likely to make to you athenian stranger that question is pretty much of an answer and i understand and accept what you say both as an answer and also as a command to proceed with gymnastic cleinias you quite understand me do as you say athenian stranger i will and there will be small difficulty in speaking intelligibly to you about a subject with which both of you are far more familiar than with music cleinias that is very true athenian stranger is not the origin of gymnastics too to be sought in the tendency to rapid motion which exists in all animals man as we were saying having attained the sense of rhythm created and invented dancing and melody arousing and awakening rhythm both united formed the choral art cleinias very true athenian stranger and one part of this subject has been already discussed by us and there remains another part to be discussed cleinias exactly athenian stranger i have first to add a crown to my discourse about drink if you do not object cleinias what is that athenian stranger i would say that if a city seriously means to adopt this practice of drinking under due regulation and with a view to the enforcement of temperance and in like manner and on the same principle 
will allow of other pleasures designing to gain the victory over them in this way all of them may be used but if the state makes only an amusement of it and whoever likes may drink whenever he likes and with whom he likes and add to this any other indulgences i shall never agree or allow that this city or this man should adopt such a usage of drinking i would go farther than the cretans and lacedaemonians and am disposed rather to the law of the carthaginians that no one while he is on a campaign should be allowed to taste wine at all but i would say that he should drink water during all that time and that in the city no slave male or female should ever drink wine and that no rulers should drink during their year of office nor pilots of vessels nor judges while on duty should taste wine at all nor any one who is going to hold a consultation about any matter of importance nor in the daytime at all unless in consequence of exercise or as medicine nor again at night when any one either man or woman is minded to get children there are numberless other cases also in which those who have good sense and good laws ought not to drink wine so that if what i say is true no city will need many vineyards their husbandry and their way of life in general will follow an appointed order and their cultivation of the vine will be the most limited and moderate of their employments and this stranger shall be the crown of my discourse about wine if you agree cleinias excellent we agree end of book two recording in memory of mitchell edwards